0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. We gotta bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice. Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and The Spectator. Especially Grace. Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley.
0: Welcome to the Grace Curley Show. It's not Grace Curley today. It is Caroline Levitt. I am filling in for the great Grace Curley On this fine Wednesday, and it is so great to be back with all of you. You know how to reach us, 844-500-4242, or you can text Curly to 617-213-1066. I hope you don't go anywhere just because Grace isn't here today, because I have, as always, a jam-packed three-hour show for you. I'm in the Needham studio today with my boy Jared on the board. Jared, it's so wonderful to be back with you. Welcome back. And see you again I was driving here this morning there was some snow falling on my windshield and I was thinking this is much different vibes than the long dog days of summer when I was in here with you uh, filling in for grace on her maternity leave
2: I know that was like two GOP congress people <laughs> <before> ago <laughs>
0: So it was a lifetime ago. And in this day and age, there's been so ma- so many news stories, of course. Uh, a new war has broken out over in Israel. We're going to get into that. And as Jared just mentioned, we're down a couple of congressmen since the last time I was in this studio. Of course, George Santos was uh, expelled from Congress this past week. Curious your thoughts on that. Personally, I'd like to see uh, the House maybe focus less on the stupidity that Mr. Santos spent his money on, and more on the stupidity that our government is spending our money on. For instance, New York New York Times story out today detailing how Senate senators on the Senate side of Capitol Hill uh, are fist fighting each other over funding for Ukraine. Republicans want to pass a strict border bill just for the border. What's so wrong about that? Why can't we just pass some money to secure our reckless southern border? Which is another manufactured crisis by this administration that we're going to get into later in the show as well. And uh, Democrat senators don't like that very much. They want to continue to send billions over to Ukraine with no strategic war and no strategic plan to end the war in sight. So we're down Santos because Congress cares more about him than uh, the wars and the chaos that we're in here at home and abroad. And then just moments ago, breaking news. Kevin McCarthy has announced that he is leaving Congress at the end of this year. Literally moments ago, (laughs) moments ago, McCarthy announced this uh, in the the Wall Street Journal. And uh, as Jared pointed out to me before entering the studio, he wrote so politely in his little editorial that he wouldn't have it any other way sure about that something tells me that uh, a staffer delicately wrote that for him and he hesitantly approved it
2: really nothing else comes to mind nothing <laughs> comes to mind you wanted to go differently
0: you, huh? you, you didn't you didn't want to uh, still be Speaker of the House you really foresaw this coming resigning by the end of the year I don't believe it and ironically we're gonna have Matt Gates on the program uh, at one o'clock so in an hour from now he'll be calling in and I mean, it's pretty apropos that he's calling in today. I wanted him to talk about Biden corruption and the border crisis, but we're certainly going to ask him about this. Uh, Matt Gates just tweeted out a, a couple minutes ago one word in response to this McCarthy news, and he said Leaven. So I'm sure so he'll have some <laughs> some uh, interesting takes on McCarthy's ouster from Congress this does mean the reality though regardless of how you feel about McCarthy as you all know well I've never been particularly fond of him in my congressional race in New Hampshire he and his super PAC spent millions and millions of dollars ripping me apart in a primary by the way which I went on to win Uh, and McCarthy also said in that Wall Street Journal article that he's going to focus on supporting candidates that he thinks are right I don't think he'll be supporting candidates that you and I would like to see in Congress, some uh, unafraid, courageous America First fighters. But Ooh, the reality—Cheney
2: McCarthy ticket—is going to be hot <laughs> for 2024.
0: But the reality is, we are now just—we have a one-seat majority in the House of Representatives, so. Things are going to get feisty over the next year for sure. 844-500-4242. What do you think about the McCarthy News? Call in. And if you have any questions about uh, you'd like me to ask Matt Gates later in the program, feel free to text those to 617-213-1066. We're also going to have Carrie Lake on the program later in this hour. She's coming up here going to be in new hampshire tomorrow night for a fundraiser for her senate campaign we're going to talk to her about that in her senate uh race down in arizona i want to ask her about the border if you have questions for her let me know and then in the third hour of the show we have morgan ortegas calling in to discuss the ongoing conflict in israel uh and the brutal attacks of of Hamas on Israeli women and children. A a really disturbing New York Post headline out this morning shows that the Hamas terrorists had a, quote, affinity for the sexual body parts of Israeli women. Some of the details in this, it makes your stomach turn, but we need to continue to talk about it uh, because there's a lot of people in power right now, not just government officials, but also those that lead our major Ivy League universities in this country who don't want to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it on this program. We'll have Morgan join us later. 844-500-4242. First things first today, you guys, I want to talk about what the mainstream media and the Democrats are doing. They have decided their playbook for 2024. And it's oddly reminiscent of the very same playbook they ran back in 15 and 16 It's not to stand on policy. It's not to come up with good new ideas to fix the tangible crises that we have in our country today. No, 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 no. The Democrat and the fake news media playbook for 2024 is to slander and to smear and to attack President Trump with the most outlandish attacks you've ever heard. And in the last week, like clockwork, the Dem talking points went out to all of their propaganda, fake news talking heads. And what are they saying? They're calling Trump a dictator. And I can't even say that with a straight face, but that is their new, <laughs> that is their new line. So let's hear it. Jared, so, so, so graciously, generously put together a super cut. So you know what I'm talking about of... Everyone from MSNBC to Liz Cheney, the leader of the Never Trump movement, the talking points went out, and now they're reciting them like clockwork, just like we saw in 15 and 16. Hit it, Jared. He
1: totally wants to be a dictator. It's so obvious.
0: Trump does have
1: quite an affinity for dictators. And
2: so this is the president, once again, just uh, thumping his chest and acting like uh, he is the, the dictator that I think he wants to be. The president of the
1: United States is a wannabe be dictator with authoritarian tendencies
0: but they are throwing every obstacle uh, in our way because
1: the president has in many respects become
2: a dictator it is not legal not in compliance with the national emergency act that he would be attempting to utilize
0: and there is certainly not a national emergency this is more the actions of a dictator (laughs) the actions of a dictator hmm Let's talk a little bit about the actions of a dictator, shall we? Because a newsflash to the fake news, we have a dictator in America right now, and his name is Joe Biden. Oh, he, boy. And he is sitting in the White House today. Here are just a few facts for all of you, because we know that we're not going to be hearing these ones from the lamestream media. By his own definition... Biden is already governing like a dictator. Before he ran in 2020, Joe Biden said that we're a democracy. If you can't get the votes, you got to legislate. You can't just sign executive orders. Okay, well, here's action number one that points to Joe Biden being a dictator. In his first week of his presidency alone, Biden signed 37 executive orders. 37 EOs in the first week of his presidency. That's 33 more executive orders than the guy that Biden and the Democrats are now calling a dictator, Donald Trump. 33 more. And what was the first executive order that Biden signed? Of course, the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline, which cripples our domestic energy production, cripples our freedom here in the United States of America, and has led to a Communist economy where inflation has hit record high rates and the government is hoping to control us through our pocketbooks and our purses. That's just one example. Shall we get into a few more? Not only has Biden been a dictator through his power of the pen, he has abused his power through the courts, of course. What is the hallmark of a dictatorship? You look at every communist regime in this world. They oppress and target their political opposition. Hmm. Sounds a little familiar. Joe Biden has used the Department of Justice, in which we pay for with our tax dollars, to go after, of course, his main opponent, President Trump. More than 100 indictments. He sent Jack Smith, who is a DOJ-funded prosecutor, to target the president in an attempt to imprison him just ahead of their next electoral contest. And it's not just his political opposition. Biden has abused his power by targeting journalists and politicians and concerned citizens. There is a long list of Biden's actions that point to him being a dictator. This is just the top of it. We're going to get into all of them throughout the next hour. And I want to hear from you on what you think about this, these latest attacks from everyone, from Liz Cheney to the Democrat lamestream media, you had Jim Acosta tweeting this morning about Trump's answer to this question uh, in, the, in the town hall last night with Sean Hannity. We're going to get into all of it. Stay with us. I'm Caroline Levitt. This is The Grace Curley Show.
1: Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. This is the Grace Curley Show.
0: Welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. I'm Caroline Levitt. in for Grace today. We have a jam-packed show for you. Carrie Lake calling in in a few minutes. Matt Gates will join us next hour to talk about Kevin McCarthy's resignation from Congress. What's behind it? Why is he doing it? What's the House GOP going to do now with a one-seat majority? And then later in, in the program, we're going to have Morgan Ortega on to talk about the ongoing war in Israel and Elisa Phonix bombshell explosive exciting testimony yesterday she backed the presidents of MIT and UPenn and Harvard into a corner and their comments were so egregious if you haven't seen them I'll bring them to you 844-500-4242 First things first, let's get to our poll question. The miracle of life is a gift that every baby deserves because every life is precious. That's why we've partnered with Preborn Pregnancy Network to help rescue babies through donations from listeners like you. Any amount will help and all gifts are tax deductible and 100% of your donation will go to saving babies. Please join us. To donate securely, go to preborn.com slash grace. That's preborn.com slash grace. Jared, what's the PQ today?
2: Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is what would you want dictator Trump to do first? <laughs> abolish the DOJ, arrest the mainstream media, close the border, or drill, baby, drill?
0: <laughs> I'm going to go with drill, baby, drill.
2: 8% for drill, baby, what? drill. 12% for abolish the DOJ. Four percent say arrest the mainstream media, and seventy-six percent say close the border. Yeah, I was can't ha- disagree. I,
0: I can't disagree with that. I would say drilling and uh, the border are certainly top two priorities, and those are exactly the answers that President Trump gave last night to Sean Hannity in the Fox News town hall when he was asked uh, by Hannity, "Are you going to do what the Democrats are doing and use your power?" When you come to office to be a dictator, which is like such a stupid question. But as I talked about in my monologue, and we're going to continue to discuss throughout the hour, this is where the Democrats are going. They are legitimately. With a blank face saying on television and everywhere they can that Donald Trump is going to govern as a dictator. And the irony in this, as we have a man in the White House right now who is quite literally governing as a dictator, Uh, But here was President Trump's response to that last night. Jared, cut three.
1: I want to go back to this one issue, though, because the media has been focused on this and attacking you under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, for? He's going crazy. <laughs> Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill, That's drill, not a, that's drill. A, that's, not, oh, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, <laughs> we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, okay? that, that sounds to me like you're going back to the policies when you were president. <laughs> All right.
0: Sounds pretty damn good to me. How about you, Jared? I'd like to bring down those gas prices, bring down the record high inflation that Bidenomics has led us to by drilling.
2: I, I don't see any problem with what he said we'd be doing. I, day see, one.
0: I see absolutely no problem. As a matter of fact, large majority of the American people agree with it. But the media don't care. They don't care about the substance of his answer. Obviously, he was laughing. He was being facetious. And what he was saying was he was taking a a witty punch to the media for their ridiculous, outlandish accusations about the way in which he will govern. And he was emphasizing his priorities. Now, they don't get it in the media. They're going to continue to push their agenda. And like clockwork, so predictable. Jim Acosta tweeted this morning an article from CNN. The headline reads, Trump sidesteps question when asked if he plans to abuse power if reelected. Acosta continues, Trump sidestepped the question and seemed to minimize its seriousness, responding on a second round that he would only be a dictator on day one of his presidency to address the border and domestic oil production. Trump did not directly answer that question and instead pointed to his own four indictments and dismiss the 91 criminal charges he faces as made-up charges. The CNN article continues. Trump's plans for the next term include asserting more White House control over the DOJ, an institution that the president would like to utilize to seek revenge on his critics, including former allies. The DOJ seeking revenge? Hmm. That sounds oddly familiar. Oh, wait. Because it's happening right now. Joe Biden using the Department of Justice, using Jack Smith and Merrick Garland to go after who? The very guy they're talking about and smearing in this article. You can't make this stuff up. The Democrats are masters of projection. Remember that. Every time they accuse Donald Trump or Republicans of doing something, they themselves are doing are doing it. And them calling Trump a dictator is no different. Uh, Joe Biden signed more than 40 executive orders in his first week in office. He's using the DOJ to target his political opponents, and he's using government agencies to go after you, concerned Americans. And we're going to get into it when we come back. I'm Caroline Levitt. This is The Grace Curley Show.
1: Live from the Aviva Tratria studio.
0: It's Caroline Levitt on the mic for the great Grace Curly, 844-500-4242. Let's get to the lines. We have a couple of patient callers. Ron, you're up on the Grace Curly show. Thanks for calling, Ron. Go ahead.
1: Caroline, good morning. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm good. Hey, um, I just wanted to say that um, these... Um, um, I want to say that these Republican defections in the House are, I think they're bad news. Um, the Democrats have the executive, the Senate. They've got the schools, the churches, the corporations, mm-hmm. uh, the media. And we can only hope for a down ticket wave. Um, I mean, we can only hope that we take the White House back, absolutely. But we can only hope for a down ticket wave because these people, they're bad news. The, the, the modern Democrats are just bad, bad news. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, Ron. That's what I said previously. You know, we have a one seat majority in the House now, so uh, it's a very slim margin. Couldn't be slimmer. And so it's the only institution, to your point, that we uh, technically control, uh, and so it, it is concerning in, in that regard for sure. and that's why I think it's upsetting that um, George Santos was expelled. I think they should have allowed that to play out in the courts. Clearly the guy has a as a, uh, a appetite for lying to, for this' an understatement of the century. but you know, I think that we need the votes and uh, he's being investigated in the court of law. And that's for the courts to decide, not for his colleagues to decide. So anyway, I disagreed with that decision for the reason you are expressing, Ron. Thanks for the call. 844 John, you're next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, John.
1: Hi. Um, oh, the, 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 um, uh, we, we've been living under a dictatorship for a long time. I mean, there's no difference between mm-hmm. the Clintons and the Bushes. And um, the UN party more or less picks. Mm -hmm. Who's going to be president? And I I heard a senator once say that they would rather not be in office or rather not be the party in power because it's harder to campaign, uh, raise money, and they're less likely to be reelected. So it's just a game. And as long as the the president that they pick or want can keep that cash cow going, the deep state flowing, um, they're, they're happy. And that's why they got to get rid of Trump. And, mm-hmm. and as as far as you know, pointing saying he's a dictator is a dictator. Th- they always accuse the right or Trump of doing exactly what they're doing, right? Be- because it turns into a uh, what aboutism type of argument, mm-hmm. you know. And then and then the misinformed or uninformed voter, they'll uh, just say, "Ah, both sides do it. I just don't like Trump," you know. It's sad. It's, we, there is no, it's all propaganda. There's no real true democracy, I think.
0: John, you are so wise for those comments and so right. This began back in 16. Let's remember, Hillary Clinton colluded with the DCCC and paid for the Steele dossier. She colluded with the FBI and the CIA and all of the institutions in the deep state to interfere in Donald Trump's 2016 campaign, to spy on his campaign, and to call him an illegitimate president. They abused the FISA courts to go after not only him, but his campaign staffers and his family. And they realized that because of truth tellers like General Michael Flynn and others, they were going to be caught. People were catching on to what they were doing. So what did Hillary and the Democrats decide to do back in 16? They said, let's accuse him of doing exactly what we're doing so the American public, the average citizen who can't keep up with what we're doing every day and these detailed allegations who is busy raising their family or running their business. So they're confused and we're going to put out these accusations against Trump to level the crimes that we are committing. And they said what in 2016 time and time again? The Democrats said that Trump was an illegitimate president installed by Russia. Now, fast forward to 2024, and they're running the same playbook. Joe Biden has been governing as a dictator for the last three plus years. And what are they doing? They're accusing President Trump of being exactly that. And John, you mentioned the uniparty. There's no one that exemplifies the uniparty more than Liz Cheney. And here she was last week on her cute little book tour, conveniently timed on MSDNC, priming the talking heads in the media to push this message. Jared, cut one.
2: He's told us what he will do. It's very easy to see the steps that he will take. People who say, well, if he's elected, it's not that dangerous because we have all of these checks and balances. Uh, don't fully understand the extent to which the Republicans in Congress today um, have been co-opted. One of the things that we see happening today is sort of a a sleepwalking into
0: a dictatorship in the United States. A sleepwalking into a dictatorship. Is that not what we've been experiencing over the past three years? The day before this, there's an Editorial in the Washington Post. The headline reads A Trump dictatorship is increasingly inevitable. We should stop pretending. They are priming the uninformed voters in this country. They are lying. They are using fear to earn their votes. They are trying to scare them into believing that a Trump presidency is going to be a dictatorship, even though that is what we have been living through over the past few years. Just a few examples. Joe Biden used the FBI to raid the home of a journalist, James O'Keefe, who happens to be a conservative. And it secretly accessed his emails. Where's the liberty and free speech there, Liz Cheney, that you so deeply care about? It's not. Biden directed, of course, his DOJ to indict his main political opponent, Donald Trump. He has said out loud in a November 22 press conference, Joe Biden declared, we have to demonstrate that Trump will not take power if we if he runs. I'm making sure under legitimate efforts of our Constitution that Trump does not become president again. Joe Biden said that out loud. That's not a democracy. But they tell us Trump's the threat to democracy when they are saying it out loud. Of course, we know the FBI targeted concerned parents at school board meetings. The FBI literally sent a battering ram to the home of a mother in the early morning hours when her children were eating breakfast at the kitchen table and put her in handcuffs. Why? Because she was challenging her local school board. That is the hallmark of a dictatorship. And of course, we know the FBI has had an outrageous authoritarian probe into American citizens based on their religious beliefs. The FBI's memo was labeled the interest of racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists in radical traditionalist Catholic ideology presents new mitigation opportunities. The FBI sent undercover agents to Catholic church leaderships, in clergy, and churches in Richmond, Virginia. They are targeting we the people because they don't agree with our religious beliefs or our political beliefs. We have a regime that is basing its actions on an ideology rather than on principle and values. And that is a dictatorship. So those are some fun facts for you to use when you're Liberal relative this Christmas says, oh, Trump's a dictator. We can't vote for him in 2024. Really? Because here's what's been happening in our country over the past several years. And those are just a few examples. Under a man in the White House who has truly been acting as a dictator. And one more thing. All of the media, the legacy media who are obsessing over this new talking point put out by the Biden campaign. Let's not forget how wrong they were, how wrong they've been over the past several years. Just a few headlines that I found in my little research from 2016. The New York Times, 2016, November the 9th, writes, For Russia and Putin, there's a surprise gift from America. August 29th, 2016, Newsweek. How Vladimir Putin is using Donald Trump to advance Russia's goals. October of 2017, Washington Post. The case for Trump-Russia collusion. We're getting very, very close. These are the same outlets that pushed a manufactured hoax several years ago to interfere in that election. And they're doing it again. Don't let them fool you. I know you won't. 844-500-4242. Glenn, you're next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Glenn.
3: Hi, I love it when you fill in. Listen, uh, when I talk to, there's no shortage of uh, people with Trump derangement syndrome. I was telling your screener when I when I asked him who did Trump dictate. Because this isn't new. They see, you know, they can't tell me. They'll say, "Well, he was a bad boss." I'm like, "Well, most bosses are, have, you know." I mean, if you don't like it, get another get another job. You know, I mean, that's the job of. I mean, who did he dip, Who did he push around? And they can't tell me. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, I was doing better under before the virus. I was, you know, right. I'm a freelance, I'm a freelance panel tuner. I was working three days a week for a music store in Waltham. Now I'm lucky. I worked once every five months, mm-hmm. thanks to this economy. I mean, you can't be a president forever. We have term limits. You know, people say, well, if he gets in, he'll run forever. That's virtually impossible. Nobody can pull that off.
0: Yeah. Even if he wanted to. Glenn, you you bring up a good point. And Jared and I, we were discussing this before the show, too. I don't think that these attacks will hit as hard as they may have in in 16. I mean, for 700 days, literally, from the beginning of, of the Trump campaign until Mueller's investigation finally concluded that there was no collusion between Trump and the Russians. It was 792 days. And for every single day, the legacy media and the Democrats were colluding together to push the lie that Trump was a Russian agent because they wanted to ingrain that lie in the brains of the American public. But you ask people what the evidence is for that, Glenn, to your point, and they can't tell you. So that was then, but now... People have lived through a Trump presidency and a Biden presidency, and what they know is what they feel. And what we feel is increased inflation. What we feel is paying more every single time we fill up our gas tank. What we feel is a real fear that there are terrorist sleeper cells in American cities right now that are plotting and planning to kill as many American citizens as possible. What we fear is the mass videos of mass caravans of African and Chinese and Iranian nationals that are invading our southern border. What we fear is the theft and crime that we see ravaging the streets of our great American cities. There is a tangible feeling that this Biden administration has put into the hearts and the minds of the American public, and it's not good. And so these lies that the mainstream media are pushing are not going to be enough to take away those feelings and blind the American people into voting for Joe Biden again. I firmly believe that. I think common sense Americans have woken up to Biden's terrible policies, to his incompetence, his weakness, and of course, his corruption, which we'll get into later in the show as well. What do you think? 844 five hundred forty two forty two. I'm Caroline Levitt, this is the Grace Curley Show.
2: And normally when Caroline fills in, it's nice for me because it's a break from the thermostat wars that I have with Grace, but they actually have not been any skirmishes lately because of the Gen 40 heater from Eden Pure. Grace has one in her office, and it keeps her warm and cozy there, and you can do the same in your house, wherever you are. If you're in the living room and you... Ha- Don't really go into the dining room, say, until Christmas when you have people over, and you're heating up that extra room in the house or the space that you don't use. It's just really wasting money. The Gen 40 heater is fantastic because not only can it save you money, but it's safe because the Gen 40's combination of infrared heat and convective heat work together. It creates actual roaring fireplace-type heat that takes the sting out of the raw New England winters, like this morning with snow on the ground where I live. Gen 40 is sleek and stylish. Uh, It looks great in any setting. I love the the look of it. It's kind of a mid-century look, so it's a really cool piece to have in your house as well, as well as keeping you warm. Uh, The price of everything has gone up, gifts, gas, groceries, and it all adds up fast. Gen 40 has helped reduce Grace's home heating bills and mine as well, and it saves us money. Heating up parts of the house that you never use, again, you're just flushing money down the drain. Don't do it. Get the Gen 40 heater. Save $50 this week only with code GRACE50. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use code GRACE50 to get the Gen 40 heater. It's savings off their already low sale price. Again, save $50 this week with code GRACE50. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50.
1: The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show.
0: Hey, all welcome back on this wonderful Wednesday. I'm Caroline Levitt, filling in for Grace today, 844-500-4242, or text CURLY to 617-213-1066. We just had a texter, 508, who said that, case in point of who is the dictator, Biden mandated the vaccine under not only threat of losing your job, but also then keeping you from being employed by another company after that. Never in American history has something like that ever occurred. Thank God the Supreme Court ruled against that or this would still be in place and we'd all be required to take the boosters. So true. There's been so many egregious actions by this president that it's hard to remember them all. But um, the vaccine mandate is certainly a great point. People lost their jobs because the government forced them out of their jobs. People had to leave our military why? Because we didn't agree with what the government was pushing on us. We didn't We want bodily autonomy. My body, my choice. Thought that was the mantra of the Democrats. 84454242. By the way, Joe Biden uh, just left a press conference in the White House where he is pleading with us, my fellow Americans, to give more of our hard-earned money this Christmas season, not to the border. Not to the vet- homeless veterans in our inner cities. Nope. Where? Over to Ukraine. Jared and I were just talking about it. I mean, at this point, the public perception of the war in Ukraine, across party lines, okay, Democrats, Republicans, independents, are, they're, we're done. Jared and I have been done since day one. I'd just like to go on the record and say that. But people don't want to see this happen so why is Biden p- still pushing it? It's not good politically, strategically, militarily, because he's compromised. Because he knows the Ukrainians have all the dirt on him about what he did at Burisma with his bagman son Hunter, and he can't not appease them. He has to do what's right for Ukraine. Ukraine first, America last. Jared, it, what do you think? Even Lindsey
2: Graham,
0: right, is kind
2: of saying eh, maybe Nikki, that's Haley. What, Nikki Haley, yeah. I mean, the warmongery is right. the warmongers, even they're kind of tired of this and saying, eh, you know, maybe this uh, this endless pit of money that we're sending to gain five feet of ground isn't the best strategy.
0: Right. When you have people whose campaigns are fueled single handedly by the defense industry and even they are saying, Let's pump the brakes on all of this funding to Ukraine. But Biden is still pressing ahead. You have to ask yourself why. And it's because he's compromised. There is no other good reason. He has revealed why he's compromised himself, saying out loud, unafraid to say it, that he fired the Ukrainian prosecutor because his son's executives wanted him to. We're going to talk more Bride and Corruption in this next hour of The Grace Curley Show. I'm Caroline Levitt. Don't go anywhere.